0: Good afternoon everyone, Um, sorry for the delay, we've had a little bit of technical issues letting people in um, on Zoom. Um, So I'm Becky, I am your host today, I am CEO and co-founder of an organisation called Tech Returners, and today we're talking about the world of work. So the world of work has changed beyond belief, and as we continue to move towards the end of a government-enforced lockdown, we're asking will the world of work will ever look the same again? Thousands of businesses have been forced to adapt quickly, outdated opinions thrown out of the window on flexibility and working from home, so now it's been proven to the doubters that it is possible, that the technology is there to support an entirely new way of working. Under these conditions, business leaders have had to consider more personal issues than ever to accommodate parents who are homeschooling and providing tech equipment for the remote working. And as a result of these accommodations, attitudes and habits have changed and things will never be the same again. Experts predict that we won't go back to a normal, we'll go back to a new normal. And that's not bad, according to many sources who cite the unexpected benefits of working from home. But what will that look like? Uh, This afternoon, we'll be hearing from two of our panelists, unfortunately two were unable to make uh, the session today, sharing their insights from their businesses and their views on what the new world will look like. So I'm just going to pass over to the panellists uh, to introduce themselves. Dan, do you want to go first and introduce yourself?
1: I was about to say thinking? ladies first, but I fear that they, that may indeed be sexist. So I will not do that. I will say, yes, please. I'd love to. Thank you, <laughs> uh, Becky. It's very lovely to be on the call. Um, uh, and also, it was my, uh, it was my way of uh, kind of trying to fill in because I suddenly forgot who I was. Um, So uh, yeah, I'm Dan Sodergren. I work for a couple of different companies. I work for The Landing, which is uh, the tech and innovation hub in Media City. Uh, Of course, at the moment, I am working from home. I am remote working uh, for them, but I also uh, work for another company called Flock, which itself actually helps uh, people who are remote working. So it helps uh, look at the values of remote teams so you can get to know them better. So on one side, I'm in a big old building uh, supported by the government to help tech startups grow. On the other side, I actually have a tech startup, which is growing. Uh, and then I also was, uh, as Becky will know, don't like to talk about it, do a bit of work with the BBC and other people. Uh, and so uh, not don't like to talk about it, of course, so I'm not going to mention it or the work on the radio because I'm not egotistical at all. So I hope you're you know, a
0: little bit famous then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a big deal. I'm not at all. Not even tell like, <laughs> by the jumper. Yeah, I'm not, not at all. Uh, but but I, but I have been kind of talking about the future of work stuff um, for for about five or so years. So I have the joy of being being called a futurist by some, uh, you know, and a, a serial entrepreneur by others. But uh, also by my mum, a serial failure, because uh, she's right. I'm not a multi-millionaire yet, so uh, I need to stop showing off. Uh, she's quite cruel, of course, but that, that's that's my mum.
0: Really, thanks, Dan and Jenny.
2: Hi everybody, Jenny Davis. I am CEO of an organisation called M247. I may have met some of you um, before I have done some of the stuff with Tech Returners. and We are um, an international technology company, so we provide business-to-business, internet, cloud services, voice, teams. So as you can imagine, um, when this all happened, we actually benefited somewhat from it because a lot of organisations were just not equipped to be able to move from a office environment to a a home environment, both from either they didn't have the technology or they didn't have the security actually that protected their data. So, you know, we we are one of the companies who have probably benefited somewhat, albeit it's still been a challenging time. Um, I'm a mum of two boys a nine-year-old and a six-year-old so if my connectivity we were just talking about it my connectivity goes it'll be because my two are streaming something or playing on some some game but I think you know I, I have benefited in the past from flexible working and compressed hours and various things like that so similar to Dan it was always something that from a business model perspective I was very interested in and supportive of but if I'm being really honest it was probably more the flexible working from a compressed hours perspective and and it was predominantly working mums actually who took us up on that so this is completely blown my mind about the art of the possible really now that my whole organization across three countries literally switched overnight to work from, from home so I think this is it's great to be able to talk about this because it's something that I'm personally so passionate about
0: yeah that's great so we're going to run this a bit slightly different so on our previous webinars we've usually gone to each sort of panelist asked them a specific question hear their reply and move on to the next but because there's just the three of us raise the magic number Um, We're going to do it a bit more conversational, so um, what I'm going to do is ask uh, Jenny and Dan both a a question that was pre-prepared, but we'll have a bit more of a discussion around that, so make sure we get as much information from our experts as possible over the next uh, 45 minutes. So I'll come to you, um, Dan, first. So you mentioned you work with The Landing at Media City and you're a passionate advocate for the collaborative nature of workspaces, Mm -hmm. like this one bringing different businesses together which encourage creativity and innovation. What do you think the future looks like for co-working spaces and even the traditional office space?
1: Oh, that's great. We started off with such a small question. Yes. Uh, such an easy one that you know. This is <laughs> look, Give me 30 seconds, and I'll. Uh, it's I American. like
0: to challenge you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Standard answer is um, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It is the 54,000 trillion dollar question, isn't it? At this moment in time, uh, as Media City, as a place, as a smart city of the future, uh, owned by people that have properties in there, there is a, an interesting point of view from a council point of view, from multiple stakeholders. There are lots of different people with lots of different agendas and we have to be really careful i think um, when we start predicting this future because there will be a temptation to do it especially for me as a technologist and as a futurist and i'll start pontificating about smart cities and the fact that covid now means that we can now have 5g in every city and we should do because that's how they managed in different countries to have controlled the virus more than we have in ours and i could then do something really not nasty against the government, but I could talk about how terrible our, you know, our per million death rate is, which is terrible. Now, this <laughs> is this is why it's such an emotive subject, because the actual the answer of the future of the office is actually the answer of future of work. It's a future of almost everything, and it's a lot deeper than people may have first imagine. You know, before the 90, f- you went to a 9 to 5, you had a job, you went to an office, you came back. Some people did remote working. I think at one point it was about four percent in America. Um, you know, and, and some people were very lucky and they did work from home, they did flexible, and there was a whole new world starting to, to, uh, to start to, uh, to blossom. However, this COVID situation, this horrible uh, situation we find ourselves in, has. yesterday I was talking about it being, someone was saying it's a great leveller, and I don't think it is, it's a great accelerator. It's meant that in the last 10 weeks, what something would normally take 10 years, and it's a great saying by Lenin, isn't it? You know, decades go by and nothing happens, and then in weeks, decades happen. And actually, that's what's happened right now. We are in this motion where literally in the last four weeks, there has been more change than there would have been in a decade. So for anyone to, you know, especially Mr. So-and-so, clever clogs here to say, oh, I know the future of work. I, I can logically presume several things. But the thing you want to think about the most is the human element. And I think sometimes that's the bit that's been lacking. And the, the exciting thing, I suppose, about this revolution and this different way of thinking, this future of work, is it's more about the future worker and it's what they're going to say and it's what they're going to do and it's that people power that perhaps has been missing from i'd say the victorian industrial complex way of working but let's be honest you know the office came from the fact that it came from a factory uh, that's my daughter see classic example classic example left her on it said don't phone me during the webinar whatever you do unless it's an emergency of course you should phone me there you go and the emergency will be that she needs more time on roadblocks that's a guaranteed fact she's going to come in in a minute that's that girl. bit there we go. Um, so this, this new model, you wouldn't be able to do that in the old way of working, you'd be told off for that, I'd be unprofessional. But in the new way of working, everyone smiles and goes, yes, that's working from home. That, that's, you, you know, you're bringing your whole self to work. And it's actually, it's that, it's that changing culture, which will bring the future of work. And it'll be unlike anything else we've seen, because it's a whole new way of doing it. It's a bit like cottage industries versus factory working. You know, it's that bigger change. Um, so to answer your question, the basic fundamental changes will be the obvious stuff around the 2 meter you know the 2 meter social distancing and the signs and the fact that you'll have to book in time to actually go into your own office and your own office space will have to be twice as big and you'll have different teams that go in if they're going at all and collaboration will still happen but it'll happen on a completely different way and the startups will have to work differently the landing will have to work differently media city will have to work differently because we'll have to become 10 times more clever with data and technology to allow human beings to coexist in a space safely, so people aren't sued. That's that is the reality of it. Uh, the, the government, unfortunately, haven't said the way they've played it out, and it depends. and I'm not going to talk about politics too much, but the way they cleverly worded the going back to work moment seems to put the. And I don't know what you guys still feel, but it seems to put the onus on the employer. Yeah,
0: and
1: yeah. so that is a very tricky and almost dangerous situation to be in because you're going to have to make sure that you safeguard the whole place against coronavirus which is almost an impossibility.
0: Yeah, definitely. Have you been given any guidance from, from a landing perspective of how to set that up? Have you started to think about what that looks like for you?
1: Yeah no no we, we, we were doing that uh, like oh, you know, like a month ago where yeah. we, had a, we had a kind of a, a strategy in place because, because we've, have, we've got to and as Media City, so have they. So Peel have been very, very proactive in what they're doing. And, you know, if you want, you want to know some of the, the things that we're doing, we are bringing in more pieces of technology. So you will be seeing things like um, like thermal image thermal image detecting things. And you will be seeing things like you know, potentially an app that tells you when you're allowed to come back into the office and when you're not allowed in. You will see multiple booking areas so you don't just have a hot desk for, for a whole day you have it for a couple of hours and then you know you, you have a place you have a way that you leave the building uh, you know this is how serious we've got to mm-hmm. make it from a co-working point of view I think the way that co-working worked before you know that may have been that may have been something that's a relic of the past if the coronavirus uh, continues where we are uh, there's also more basic things like you know that the handle systems where you you use your foot and you pull the door open. Um, there's lots of lovely 3D printed stuff that we've done because obviously we're the innovation tech hub, so we're gonna be a bit cool with uh, 3D printing because we've got a 3D printing floor. Um, you know, and uh, the, the reality is, you know, the more we start utilizing 5G and other technologies, um, that is a very positive um, effect of, of the virus. I, 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 however, please be aware that I'd much rather we didn't have that and I'm, I'm in the high risk category for, for, for dying of the, uh, of it, if I ever do get it. So, uh, you know, I don't say this stuff flippantly, uh, you know, it's very important that we put it all in place.
0: So if you're looking uh, at uh, like, obviously, sorry, there are different ways of of uh, having people in for a certain amount of time. A whole, I suppose the whole revenue model will have to change. So it's not like, in terms of, right, you'll have a desk for a, a day by day basis and then pay monthly. I suppose it has to be a bit of like a pay as you go system or,
1: you know, and that's, and this is what I'm saying about it it being a culture change and it being really powered by people. Yeah, I think before, and I've got to be careful with words here, but the the space allocation that was used, I've got to be really careful here. Right, so if you look at somewhere like New York and London and maybe centre of Manchester, these places have a very high density of people. Now, if it continues that you're not allowed to do that for the next six months, five years, or whatever it might be, then that whole model has to change it's just not possible it's not sustainable but also neither would be the rent prices rent prices wouldn't be sustainable either so the whole thing completely changes that's what i'm saying the future of work actually is much deeper than people are thinking there's a property play there's a rental thing there's a council taxes <laughs> there's a whole whole host of things and as i say hopefully the new normal is going to be powered by what people want
2: mm-hmm. uh which isn't
1: necessarily just and i hate to sound like a hippie but i it cannot be run by profit alone there has to be a social impact that we're looking at and i think that way of of thinking is very very new to a lot of people Mm -hmm. including councils to be completely frank about
0: it yeah jenny have you started doing uh, you might have already put these things in place in terms of your office but have you started making plans for what that future of the workspace looks like for your for your business
2: so I mean, we're, I'm really lucky in the sense that most of my teams can work from home so my stance at the moment is we are not going to rush to return to work to the office and the reason that I've made that statement is because there's the things that we have to do as a result of this virus and then there's the reflection time that this period that has given everyone, which Dan's already talked about, which is much wider than the virus, which is about how do people feel when they're in work? What are their stress levels when after a two hour commute every morning? So we are really using this opportunity because we're not in a position where we have to get back to the office to make sure that whatever we do is sustainable. Um, And actually is a, a USP for us that will potentially attract talent to our business in the future. The other thing is we're a medium sized business and I was on a webinar last week with a big global property company who is going to spend millions of pounds Adapting the office and doing a load of things because of the guidance that we are hearing on today. Mm-hmm. We do not know in six months' time whether the social distancing and everything that is seen as the right thing to do now will still be the right thing. Because this, you know, we only have to look at how, how quickly this is unprecedented. Policy is changing, it's on the fly, some of it. So what I've said to my board is I don't think it is a good use of my cash flow at the moment whilst I can work from home with my teams to be spending a load of money on things that we absolutely don't know are going to be sustainable for the future. So I am taking a bit more time to just let the, if the right word is hysteria, because I don't want to, you know, this is a really serious situation and I respect that and there's been a lot of people and people i know who've been affected but it's still very raw and we're in it and i just almost want to take that time to see what happens when we're less in it um so so going back to the individual choice we're we're sending a survey out this week um asking people our 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 colleagues what what they want how they see themselves working and I've got two camps at the moment so I have got uh, predominantly and this is a bit of a generalization but predominantly single younger people who live on their own or live in a house share who are desperate to get back to the office yeah because that you know it's part of their social life almost and then you've got the other camp, and there's probably you know degrees within these two camps. The other camp, which is probably me, by the way, I'm probably in this camp, which is, I cannot see myself working from the office five days a week going forward. Um, so we'll get a better picture when we put our survey out because there's a lot more questions we're asking the whole organisation. And we'll get some feedback and then we'll start to make a decision
1: um, off the back of the feedback
2: that we get.
1: It's, fa- it's fascinating you talk about feedback because, of course, I mean, obviously you're a very wise business owner because that's the key thing we've all got to do. Exactly what we did at the landing is we started asking people what they would like to do because, of course, they're our customers. So we have 118 or 120 different businesses we can then ask. As you rightly said, though, Jenny, a lot of people were still in that, you know, if you looked at the, not the hype curve, but you know, that 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 dip and whatever, you know, the trough of dis- the disillusionment, the trough, trough of despair, and, of course, we're going to have a variety of these bits, not only for your business, but personally and the rest of it. Just coming on your survey bit, though, uh, coming to your survey bit, was um, they just did a um, big company in America, Blind Company. It's called Blind. It's actually a platform, a bit like LinkedIn. They just did a, a survey. And it depends what sector you're in, of course, and who wants to go back to work more than others. 93% of finance professionals want there to be a work-from-home policy and not to return, which is you know 93, which is insanely high. I've been just 93 um, the average is about 51% of people. So it's about half and half uh, want to go back to the I mean, the thing is, we keep saying go back to normal. I don't think there is a go back to normal because it's, that's not possible. It won't be legally possible. Um, about, eight, about 85% of tech companies said they wanted to stay working from home because of course they're mainly computer based. So that kind of makes sense. And if you look at, you know, the tech and finance giants that have all said the same thing. So Facebook, last week said the same thing i like twitter was this week ibm google you know these aren't small names and they're all saying a similar thing it's not like they haven't spent quite a bit on offices um and they're saying the same thing which is you're allowed to work from home and 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 i think that there's a key thing that i that i kind of that comes to me not only as a business owner occasionally but also as an advisor for folks. it's about effectiveness it's about how effective and productive they are at home as well not only do they want to uh, but actually are they effective and Um, uh, LinkedIn did a great survey they think about 66% of people say they're effective working from home now of course LinkedIn professionals it is skewed because a lot of LinkedIn professionals already are working from home and they're on LinkedIn but it's not like LinkedIn's small Um, and I suppose my my point for that is it'd be be lovely to hear what their bosses are also saying Mm -hmm. do the bosses believe they're effective working from home? The workers might believe they are but actually are the bosses saying it's effective and if it is then yeah that will change the future of work because uh, we'll see a difference
0: and some people aren't actually Sorry working that. from home, are they? Really? You know, like we're all parents here. I wouldn't class myself as working from home. I'm no. juggling from home
1: at the moment. <laughs> yeah, at it's a pandemic. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it
0: it won't continue like this. You know, it will get, hopefully. You know, if whatever happens with the schools and, and decisions are being made in different areas, you know, there will be another transition for when the children go back and you know what will that then look like as well um but yeah i suppose we've got to remember that you know a lot of organizations are coping with people that you know juggling home life caring responsibilities as well as well as trying to you know work it's
2: it's i think it's a huge leadership challenge at the moment well you know, you've got to be the right sort of leader. There's a lot of very anxious people at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I've heard some horror stories around how people are being made to feel, you know, during this period when they are trying to. And I just say to anyone who ever apologises to me about, you know, kids barging in or anything like, do not apologise. You are, you know, how, how can any of us possibly spin all these plates mm-hmm. and not see any of those plates shake it's just you can't you can't do it and 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 I think you new know, Dan said it earlier I think there's there's something that's been really nice actually for me about having a window into providing people are comfortable for you to have a window into their home life but those lines have been blurred and that has been nice I think to your point Becky I think the challenge is is as leaders, we've been completely accommodating because of the current situation, but recognize that that doesn't then mean that 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 can go on forever. So you've almost got to make it clear to employees, certainly I am that says, you know, everything's on the table for me, short hours, flexible working, we're we're having it all on the table, we're gonna discuss everything. But what that doesn't necessarily mean is that when there is childcare available, that people can be working and choosing not to take childcare. So there's a, there's a real, there's a, there's a challenging discussion. It's an authentic discussion, Mm. but it's a challenging discussion that says we've all been in this place. But if I chose not to have childcare in the future because of this new normal, then that also wouldn't be right either. So finding that acceptable balance that takes the best out of us getting an insight into people's world, but also recognising that when you're speaking to customers, there needs to be some boundaries. That, that's almost that's the next challenge
1: we've got to navigate. I think that's, that's it. It is literally the next challenge. And people talk about like this first wave and we flatten the curve. And I think there's a, a slight misunderstanding potentially about the fact that it, we're flattening one curve. I don't think that means that we've won. I hope, I really hope and pray that that is the case. But that's not how viruses have ever worked. And that's not how uh, this has ever panned out. And also with a, it tends to be that uh, after these things, you have a, a, an economic depression and all sorts of funky stuff. Now, I, and I don't say this in a, in a bad way. People think that I say apocalypse in a bad way. It actually means revelation and a massive amount of change. Now that's likely to happen. The thing that I find fascinating about human beings though, is that very few people look at the past to kind of predict the future. And they go, Oh, this has never happened before. No, actually it has. This has happened before. It hasn't. We've, we're just very lucky. Now we've got smartphones and we've got the internet. So we've worked through it. Whereas before it most probably wouldn't have been working so much. We wouldn't have been able to juggle all this stuff. And I suppose the thing that I was thinking about when you were, that we're talking there was uh, what i I've got to be careful with words as I'm on both sides of the equation. What, what I will find interesting is it takes about 60 days, 21 to 60 days to create a new habit. Yeah, That's how the human brain kind of becomes used to something. And this, you know, we've all, we're not all used to isolation. We're not all used to all the rest of it. But for some, it's got a little bit less stressful. Maybe it hasn't for everyone. And I'm not talking for everyone. But if we start getting this new habit of working from home, it's going to be interesting to see in the labor market how, employ- how bosses mm-hmm. deal with that because if everyone says actually I I want to work from home and I actually want a part-time job and I actually don't want to be full-time because I want to look after my daughter more it's going to be fascinating if everyone says the same thing where does everyone stand now bizarrely enough we stand we don't stand in a bad place because it just means more people are employed it just it's just harder to maintain it's just it's just a it's just a different technical technological problem but actually it's better for society because less people are unemployed (laughs) you just have less money uh (laughs) That's, a, you know, as I say, the future is everywhere. It's just unevenly distributed. So other countries have done things like university basic income and other countries have got different levels of employment and payments. I think ours in this country might be a bit skew-whiff at the moment and it might be best that we all worked a little bit less. Four-day work week, people. That's what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> yeah.
0: Was it New Zealand that they've just implemented yeah. it, haven't they?
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, they they're they they're just they... Denmark. Loads of places. Singapore. Well, even even
2: that, I think there's a, I mean, I've done a four day week when I had um, my second, I did compressed hours. So I did a full week on four days.
1: Um, <laughs> it's, still, it's still a full day. It's still a full time job. You just do it in four days.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. But, yeah. but it, it, it really is. But even then I used to have Fridays off Makes and sense. there's a mindset shift. Uh, you know, I felt, I felt almost guilty. I shouldn't have because I've worked my hours, but well, people were still calling me and it wasn't in my nature to turn my phone off. Cause, so I think there's, when I say there's a leadership challenge here, you need to create the environment as a leader that says, you know, this it's not okay if someone isn't working on a Friday, it's not okay to call them because actually we've agreed that they were. So I think, almost that side of the future of work is is where you need to spend the most time because it's all right saying yeah we'll give everyone four days but if you've got a culture where you know that's lip you pay lip service to it because I'm still going to phone them and expect that that isn't right either
1: that is the classic leadership thing though isn't it and I'm not going to say that's what blokes would do because I know it's not being about being a bloke but I've had some pretty blokey bosses that would do that I also imagine it's more to do with personalities and it's not with uh, things i'm just uh, you have just made me smile because the way that the new zealand uh, prime minister has dealt with this compared to other more male prime ministers shall we say seems to be a future to be epitomized by how wonderful she is did you see her during the, the earthquake she's the amazing earthquake yeah, she amazing. was amazing yeah. just smiling just
2: yeah, kept going we... didn't she Got a bit of an earthquake going on here, <laughs> yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then apologise as well. Sorry, we've got sorry. a bit of a thing going on. Things, things tend to wobble in the background. Luckily, we're in a, we're in a strong building. And uh, let's crack. And I was just like, I just, oh, I want to go to New Zealand and live there. Um, so, sorry, sorry, just a different little little fanboy moment there. What you said there, Jenny, you're absolutely right, is um, around those values, isn't it? It's the culture piece, which is exactly why I kind of built into and invested into Flock, because the idea of Flock is to look at those values. Because the values, those underpinning values, are things that then help almost create the company culture. And what you don't want to do, of course, is to enforce a change, which actually, as you say, is just lip service. So you say we're going to do flexible working, but then everyone's like, "Oh, you're working from home, are you? Mm-hmm. No, nice one." Or your boss micromanages every keyboard click you're doing. You know, it's those, it's, it's that horror show that comes around because you haven't. And there's also another thing, and I've got to be careful again with words. I'm, I love working from home and I'm okay, not through a pandemic, by the way, haven't enjoyed this very much. it's far too hard, it's not sustainable, but uh, i tell you, bad times, but anyway, I'll be honest, it's, it's not, not easy, um, uh, but, but however, I've been a remote, I've been a consultant and I, I've usually worked from home or had a small office somewhere and I've normally been remote working, that's what I've normally done, so I'm quite used to it, quite used to that flexibility, Um. But not everyone is. And so what we found when people are using Flock and looking at the values of the people that they're working with, their remote team, there will be people who don't like autonomy. It's mm-hmm. not for them. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, you know, so Mikhail, who's, who's the boss who created Flock, he's much more into teamwork than I am. He's a much nicer person as well. Um, <laughs> much more into teamwork than I am and less into autonomy. So he, he's found this whole process, he's actually now on furlough, but it, he found the whole process much harder. Whereas I took to it like a duck to water because my values are around self-centered autonomy, and results driven so as long as i'm hitting the numbers and as long as i know that marketing is working and i can sit in an office by myself as long as i see my doors from my wife i don't really mind um but that's just me so i think it's it's learning it's getting to know your team and their values more so we don't presume that the remote to work or remote working or working from home it becomes a one you know it won't fit everyone it won't fit everyone's personality does that make sense what i just said yes
0: and, and how many, I was laughing about the lip service of how many companies are on their careers website will now say, right, we offer of flexible working, remote working, as so though it's like all these big perks. <laughs> you know, you know it, we'll see an influx of employer branding going like sky, oh, we'll do this and now. You can actually work from home. And it oh, just, it's, it's a, a really good,
2: good point, point because it's i don't know how you guys and and girls have found it on on this webinar but it's been intense mm-hmm. so i every, everybody has said to me you know you feel more tired at the end of the day because you're literally sat in front of a screen and you have to be much more deliberate don't you about going you know in an office you'd just inadvertently be going the loo and you'd speak to five people on the way to the loo and it'd just break it up a little bit um so, so how do you make sure that as much as you're empowering and trusting people, you want to make sure they're looking after themselves yeah, yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So I, that's another thing that's on my mind at the moment. You know, how, how do you know if someone's having a bad day? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I've spoken to my um, teams about, and I do like a webinar every week with the whole organisation, but I do a manager one as well. Yeah. You know if someone hasn't got their camera on on a call um i won't make a big deal of it there and then because there might be you know they might be in their pajamas still or whatever i don't <laughs> want to embarrass them but i will make sure i check in with them because if i was in an office or i was in a face-to-face meeting with them i could just tell if they were if they were off if i know my people so that's it's a again it's a different challenge how do you check in with someone or if you've had quite had to have quite a challenging conversation in a in a a conference call if I was in an office sometimes I have to have those conversations but then I'd almost walk past them and just check that they were looking okay so I I think that whole you know it, it just changes how you you are as a leader as well and you just have to think a different way so all the toolkit that you had around how you check people are okay you know i'm reinventing that that's how i feel at the moment i think that Me- mental
0: health sorry dan mental no, 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 health no, no, no. is something you know i'm hearing more and more around organizations almost like now being forced to address and that sounds really bad because it should have been the forefront you know of running an organization these things should be just second nature to them but the amount of so i mentor a few um like hr leaders in in other organizations from my background and it's almost coming to me going yeah i've been told to go on this mental health first aid course now and i'm like what right just now just because you yeah, know, yeah, we're, we're in this pandemic you know people you know have challenges outside of the pandemic you know but it is good in a way because it's can it business leaders up to it but i do think again let's just not hope it's like a, right we've got to do this now and then it tails off and we're not really addressing it as a an overall strategy about that
1: it's a little bit like you know people not, not being too grim about it but people not washing their hands before <laughs> literally amazed how many people were shocked that they had to wash their hands quite a bit and i was like what did you do before you didn't wash your hands so again you know that's that's why and it's not just flock but you know there's so many of them that are brilliant out there um that will let you um, i just found it, 15 15 1 is it called found it along and basically what it does it's a SaaS company a tech uh, hr tech startup company and it basically just lets you just check in with people and just give them a compliment Or just say hi or just something just really, really tiny kind of, you know, what you would do normally by just nodding at someone, I imagine, but electronically. And because if you've got quite a big team, even when, as you know, if you start getting 30 people, the dynamics change anyway, don't they? And as the team gets bigger. But I think you're absolutely right, Jenny and and Becky as well. It's that new toolkit that is this new normal will create a new need for a new toolkit, which will be um, not unfortunately, it will be a bit more scientific. It can't just be on hunches. It can't just be on body language because unfortunately you don't have them. You know, so you can't just go, oh, I just have, you know, I know our team's great because, you know, I'm a good manager and I therefore I know it. Because actually nowadays you might not know. And yeah, mental health things are 20 times uh, more important right now. And I, I do really do hope that continues. I hope, you know, I have a feeling that some HR managers were just there to, you know, make sure the ship wasn't sinking, so to speak, you know, and they were there sometimes to fire people and to deal with the big nasty stuff, whereas actually the, the stuff underneath the iceberg, he says, mixing metaphors terribly uh, were really, really key. And actually that is about humans' values and feeling wanted and purpose and mastery and drive mm-hmm. and all these funky things. We might find that this, uh, this new normal brings all that to the floor. This The other thing, and I've got to be careful with this one, but with employers, you might find that in the future, the question that people ask is simply, what did you do during COVID?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what did you do for your employees? Because that'll be your employee brand. That'll be literally it. They'll, they'll, they'll say, What did you do? Well, we did this, 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 and this. Okay, you're good people to work for. Or they'll go, Well, we let people work from home. And they'll be like, Yeah, that's because you had to. And that's yeah. the base level. That's like washing your hands. <laughs> it doesn't mean yeah, that exactly. an And you weren't a very nice person. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think think bringing a couple of things to the forefront that I've noticed as well, some things that I've been banging on about for years around emotional awareness and psychological safety, they are now being talked about as topics that, you know, people are just realising what they actually are. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think, you know, obviously it's a terrible situation, but I think there is obviously going to be some good things that come out of this that, you know, organisations are going to have to realise to keep their brand to keep their talent, because again, I think once we come out of this and the market starts to move, employees will remember how they were treated during COVID nineteen, yeah. and then what they will do is just show their decision with the feet,
2: yeah, like well, yeah.
0: virtual feet.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> virtual <laughs> um, but I think was, we might see trends within the labour market man movement as well.
1: I no, I think you're right. I think it's going to be one of the biggest shocks when we kind of when people when the economy maybe picks up a little bit. And things go a little bit, I don't have to, not the, not the, you know not the new normal, I know we keep saying it, but we have to build back better is the hashtag that I like to use quite a lot, because we do, because we've got a chance to. Um, right. And I have a feeling it's going to be powered by people. Um, I don't know if you saw in America a couple of days ago, and it was just an awful statement this guy made. And he said, literally on Sky News, whatever their equivalent is, he said, uh, we're very lucky as a company. I won't do the accent because <laughs> I can't do it. I just realized how bad I was going to do that. Um, as a company, we're very lucky because our human capital has started to move back. And he literally said our human capital. And I'm just like, oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. He, said, no he said our human stock, our human stock capital. <laughs> that, was, that was his terminology. For the very people that make his company work, our human stock capital, like their pigs and cows, man. It's even worse, just... So I think I'm hoping. I think
2: I think you know as 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 bad as that example is, what I think we would all say is these are the times where you sort of look at leaders and you go, "That's the type of person I'd want to work for." Mm -hmm. And you know, where everyone's got a view about the prime minister at the moment, everyone's got a view on on people that we're seeing on our our screens, but. You know, I feel immensely responsible at the moment for my 320 people and making sure that I take as much of their anxiety away as I can. That is work related because I noticed actually on the chat around the biggest challenge for leaders, I think, during this period as well, and managers is you're not just dealing with work stuff you are and, and you never just deal with work stuff but the challenge at the moment is what's going on for per, in the personal lives of people you know you you're having to deal with all that and you can't always so it's it's really important actually that you know as a leader you can't always be accountable for that stuff as well your your boundary actually is is the work related stuff you can understand some of the personal stuff but you're not always gonna have all the facts or the ability to to help that but i I just think consistency in your leadership at the moment is just so important Mm -hmm. because there's nothing worse even if you haven't got all the answers which by the way we haven't at the moment (laughs) but it's almost showing that vulnerability and going you know Listen, this is what I'm focusing on this week, guys. Um, You know, it's cash flow this week. At the start, it was very much for us as a medium-sized business. You know, my job is to make sure that we come out the other end. Mm -hmm. That is my job. And, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do that yet, but I'll I'll share with you how I'm going to do that. And just continuing with the transparency and being vulnerable when, and I think that's what um, Jacinta Arden's done very, very well, that perhaps other leaders have not done. She's, I mean, she's got most right, but she's admitted when she hasn't, and she's shown some vulnerability, yeah, which I just think is, is so endearing. And, you know, you would have, a, again, I don't really want to go into politics, but... I I have a lot more time for people who go, you know what, we cocked up and we're we're now doing something rather than trying to justify. And you think, no, don't dig any further. Don't dig.
1: Don't dig. won't mention any names of this one. But yeah, I mean, it's that, isn't it? It's the it's open and honest transparency. I think at the moment it's making sure that that's very clear, but done almost for a lot of leaders more than you normally would. Yeah. Yeah. So, So some people are like, oh, right. Well, we have weekly zoom meetings and team meetings it's like actually you must probably need daily you know mm-hmm. if you've got a small team it might be now daily even if it's only 10 minutes just to check in in fact you might need two you might need one in the morning yeah. one in the afternoon and it's it's, it's it's we just wrote a blog about it i'll, I'll send everyone the link to the, the blog these five tips that kind of we come up with with some of the research but one of the ones that we use at flock is um and we haven't used that at the landing but we use it at the flock and if we do a 10 minute call in the morning a 10 minute call in the evening so half is nine and half is five and it all it literally is is what was your day going to be like? I know it sounds so basic, but you know what's going to be a successful day? What is what? How successful has your day been? And it's not to kind of go, oh, you know, yes, it's. But it's basically to, to celebrate the quick wins. It's not to micromanage. It's literally just to say, my day was a bit rubbish today. Yeah, you could hardly get anything done, but at least I have got this done. Mm. And it's like, well, awesome, you got that done, great. Because at the moment, it literally is, isn't it? It's spinning the plates, mm. and if you know, if we're all honest about it, there's no way that it's sustainable. Because if it is, we wouldn't have invented schools, we wouldn't have invented roads. <laughs> industry yeah.
0: i've got, got to this say is. this is this is the moment i've decided that i said this is why i decided not to be a stay-at-home parent <laughs> <laughs> and it's my choice <laughs> but i might not agree with everyone but you know i just think yeah that's why i made that decision of going back but, to work. but in
2: saying that just on that just in the um in the spirit of, of showing vulnerability and that that's one of the personal um lessons that i've taken from this which is you know actually seeing how happy my children are to have me at home more um, It's actually been, it's made me feel quite bad at times, actually, that I got to a point where, and I was only in Manchester, so I wasn't away in London. You know, I would be at home every night. But nevertheless, I think it it has been a level for me, actually, in that, that regard that says, wow, you were sacrificing something almost unconsciously here that you thought you had in balance, and you didn't. And you were actually not getting as much joy out of that than you could have been. And I think if I look at just how I feel, I'm so much more chilled out, even though the job's really difficult at the moment, but I'm just more chilled out. So there's that side of it that, you know, we can't go back if the benefits both to personal health and just the relationships between parents and, and children, if we can... We can find a balance there, then that would be a win win situation.
1: And that's it, it? It's, the, it's the blended, because a lot of people have thought they had life work balance sorted out because they basically didn't work until nine o'clock at night. And unfortunately, that isn't the case. That isn't life work no. balance. Mm-hmm. That is a very capitalistic, very 1980s way of looking at it. Unfortunately, we'd all been taught that. And for a lot of people who hadn't necessarily looked at themselves or taken the time or had the time, because they were so busy with business, to actually take a step back. This, but even for I've got some pretty funky friends. I've got some very, very right wing ones and very left wing ones. And you know, even like stock traders and stockbrokers and people who make millions of pounds a year have all said the same thing to me, which is I may have got it slightly wrong, Dan. Actually, I should I should have been spending a bit more time with my family, and I'm going to from now on. Now they've also all said the other thing, which is my God, I'm not spending all my time with my family. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: going to kill me.
1: And a lot of people have said another thing, which is very true, which I love. So I've been talking about tech and the importance of tech for 10 years, and lots of people have said the same thing, which is, goodness, broadband's important, isn't it? And I've gone, yes, that's why I've talked about it on the BBC, loads of tags. Please put money in the infrastructure, not into trains, but into making sure everything doesn't break, because if the internet goes down, we won't have jobs anywhere because most of us are doing jobs here now we didn't talk today talk about retail and those other people as well so my apologies because i know this is a very it, it, it was very tech uh, focused and i have friends who work in retail who have got some horror shows about their new normal which is going to be i can't even think about it from their point of view because it's legally just a, a, a nightmare and and, and and i just wanted to i suppose finish off with just a bit of a thought around that uh, that's the game around the tech piece which is just worth thinking about that if you are a boss Uh, it might be worth starting to look at what kit your people actually have at home now, Mm. because at the moment there is a bit of a presumption that it's okay that you just use their home broadband Mm. and it's okay that you use their laptop because you can, or it's okay. But actually security wise, it most probably isn't.
2: I I mean, Um, we've seen, you will have seen this Dan. I mean, and and people on the, on the call will have seen this, you know, um, cyber security uh, issues have gone through the roof. Um, (laughs) And you know my, my company, because every company is a target, we've seen our own attacks go through the roof and we've got obviously the infrastructure that stops 99.999% of them. But especially with personal data and various things like that, I mean, I would absolutely, you may think you've made the transition to working from home, but if you were a business owner or leader and you've got any concerns about the security piece, please speak to a professional organization because that is going to be the next. If, yeah. if there isn't a second wave of coronavirus that brings this economy to a halt, cyber will, yeah. because of the vulnerabilities that these, these um,
1: hackers are finding as people have moved, yeah. moved to work from home. Yeah, well, that's isn't it? We've done it during a pandemic, and if we're actually all gonna make the actual now conscious choice, I mean, it's happened because of an external factor. And if that external factor dips we either have a choice then don't we we either we say yeah. okay let's reinvest and make this a better world build back better with better life work balance and maybe look at our values and look at our teams again and, and really get to know people and you know like the people we work with you know there's some horrible stats out about how unproductive we are as a nation and also how many people don't like their jobs uh, you know and every day it scares me when i think people might still be working from home or furloughed who actually don't want to go back to work at all because they hate their job now that can't continue in the new future, I don't think, because I don't think you can have that space and that luxury, um, but, but certainly we've all, as leaders, we've all got to consider uh, connectivity, not only on a human level, but on a technological level, uh, mm-hmm. because we might think, I mean, that might be the Achilles heel, might it? If all the internet starts going down, then, uh, you know, <laughs> we might not have mm-hmm. these conversations. Uh, at all, uh, so yeah uh, so that, that's not, that wasn't to be a positive point and it felt <laughs> like at the end it became a negative one sorry
0: <laughs> Just quickly, I know that we, we could have chatted all day about that but I really want to give the opportunity to um, the audience to see if they've got any questions um, to ask uh, following all the variety of conversations that we briefly touched upon i had a list here that, um, on things that we could have talked about i think retail is a really good one i was speaking to a friend of mine who where they own an exhibition um organization about ex- creating exhibition stands what the future of events will you know could look like uh, what's the world of talent going to look like someone popped on the chat around you know it's going to create hopefully opportunities for people who not normally would have been able to work for a particular organisation due to um, disabilities, challenges, et cetera, that will hold open. Will we still have a, te- a tech talent skills shortage because the world will now, could, we could work from anywhere?
1: Well, I, mean, I, think, I think that's one of the ironies is the fact that a lot of people who have been going around saying that we do have that tech shortage, you know, that, a hey, Becky, your your work is showing the fact that that isn't the case anyway but B, it's going to be fascinating because if you're suddenly a software developer and then your boss goes, wait a minute, you could be from anywhere and then he looks somewhere else in the world, that's going to be a fascinating, your 80,000 pound job can be done somewhere else, maybe for about 12,000 pounds. So you, you know, people are, some people are going to have to start stepping up to the game, uh, if I'm completely frank about it. And it also allows, which I really hope, and I do, I, absolutely, I have a feeling it might not, but I hope it means we're more inclusive now than we've ever been before because people can work from home they don't have to come into the office and that brings so many more people on board in this next tech revolution and i think that's exactly what should will be driving behind for a tech for good point for everyone tech for all as well as tech for good hey that was a positive one
0: yes yeah, my, my new my new phrase so i used to talk about diversity and inclusion and the next one that sort of because of this pandemic is about belonging so um, understanding diversity is obviously uh, being asked to the party. Inclusion is being asked to dance. Belonging is dancing like you just don't care who's watching.
1: <laughs> hey, I love that. I absolutely love that. I, 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 I don't know how um, our flock can help, but we're, 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 we'd love to help with any of that. Anything to do with values and finding yeah. out about people and getting inclusivity. Um, uh, Mikhail, because he just reminded me, because he did text for, um, so we can send you a link and you can get 25 uh, value flock tests for free so at least you can start looking at your remote teams. That's our, our gift to you guys until uh, the end of May. Because um, we really want people to be looking at teams. Even if it's your leadership team, you know, you might have a massive team and 25 hardly anything. Just concentrate on your leadership team. Or if you've got a tiny team, I know you, you use a couple of them for you and people you're going to recruit. Whatever you want to use them for, we'll, we'll stick to that. Just uh, I'll send you a link.
0: Brilliant. If you send us a link, then we can share it out on our uh, resource hub from the whole uh, webinar series that we've had. So, thank you so much, both of you. You know, obviously, we said we were supposed to be four, and then well, there were supposed to be five of us, then there came three of us. But I think we've had a really good chat. Yeah. Really, really
1: They're good nice. chat. I think it's yeah. quality, quality yeah. rather than quantity sometimes. Yeah.
0: Very, very much so very much so um, but thank you very much for being part of it thank you for everybody who's listened and um, we've got our last one of the series on thursday talking about what will the future look next and we're looking around and um, interview tips if you have unfortunately been made redundant how we can support you in terms of the advice that we can provide but uh, thank you very much <laughs>